Section fifty one of London Labour and the London Poor by Henry Mayhew, Volume One. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. The Street Folk, Part fifty one. Of the street sellers of fine arts, these traders may be described as partaking more of the characteristics of the street stationers than of the paper workers, as they are not patterers. The trade is less exclusively than the paper trade in the hands of men. Those carrying on this branch of the street traffic may be divided into the sellers of pictures in frames and of engravings of all kinds in umbrellas. Under this head may also be ranked the street artists, though this is a trade associated with street life rather than forming an integrant part of it. I allude more particularly to the illustrated boards, which are prepared for the purposes of the street patterers, and are adapted for no other use. The same artist that executes the greater portion of the street art also prepares the paintings which decorate the exterior of shows. There are also the writers of manuscript music, and the makers and sellers of images of all descriptions, but this branch of the subject I shall treat under the head of the street Italians. Under the same curious head I shall also speak of the artists whose skill produces the street-sold medallions in wax or plaster, they being of the same class as the image men. In both images and casts, and moulded productions of all kinds, the change and improvement that have taken place from the pristine rudeness of green parrots is most remarkable and creditable to the taste of working people who are the chief purchasers of the smaller articles of street art the artists who work for the street sellers are less numerous than the poets for the same trade indeed there is now but one man who can be said to be solely a street artist the inopportune illustrations of ballads of which specimens have already been given or of any of the street papers are the work of cheap wood engravers who give the execution of these orders to their boys but it is not often that illustrations are prepared expressly for anything but what i have described as gallows literature of these samples have also been furnished the one of a real murder and the other of a fabulous one or cock together with a sample in the case of mr patrick connor of the portraits given in such productions the cuts for the heading of ballads are very often such as have been used for the illustration of other works and are picked up cheap the artist who works especially for the street trade as in the case of the man who paints the patterer's boards must address his art plainly to the eye of the spectator he must use the most striking colors be profuse in the application of scarlet light blue orange not yellow i was told it ain't a good candlelight colour and must leave nothing to the imagination perspective and backgrounds are things of but minor consideration everything must be sacrificed for effect these paintings are in watercolours and are rubbed over with a solution of some gum resin to protect them from the influence of rainy weather Two of the subjects most in demand of late for the Patterer's boards were the Sloanes and the Mannings. The treatment of Jane Wilbred was worked by twenty boardmen, each with his illustration of the subject. The illustrations were in six compartments. In the first, Mr. and Mrs. Sloane are picking out the girl from a line of workhouse children. 
she is represented as plump and healthy but with a stupid expression of countenance in another compartment sloane is beating the girl then attenuated and wretched looking with a shoe while his wife and miss devoe note a name i generally heard pronounced among the street people as it is spelt to an english reader End note. look approvingly on the next picture was sloane compelling the girl to swallow filth the fourth represented her as in the hospital with her ribs protruding from her wasted body just as i've worked sarah simpole said a patra who was confined in a cellar and fed on tater peels sarah was a coxer and a ripper then came the attack of the people on sloane one old woman dressed after the fashion of mrs gamp prodding him with a huge and very green umbrella the sixth and last was as usual the trial i have described the sloane's board first as it may be more fresh in the remembrance of any reader observant of such things in the manning's board there were the same number of compartments as in the sloane's showing the circumstances of the murder the discovery of the body of connor the trial and so on one standing patra who worked a manning's board told me that the picture of mrs manning beautifully dressed for dinner in black satin with a low front firing a pistol at connor who was washing himself while manning in his shirt-sleeves looked on in evident alarm was greatly admired especially out of town the people said observed the patra oh look at him a-washing hisself he's a-doing it so natural and ain't a-thinking he's a-going to be murdered but was he really so ugly as that law such a beautiful woman to have to do with him you see sir connor weren't flattered and perhaps mrs manning was i have heard the same sort of remarks both in town and country i pat as hard on the women such times as i points them out on my board in murders or any crimes i says when there's mischief a woman's always the first look at mrs manning there on that wery board the work of one of the first artists in london it's a faithful likeness taken from life at one of her examinations look at her she fires the pistol as you can see and her husband was her tool i said too that sloane was mrs sloane's tool it answers best sir in my opinion going on that patter the men likes it and the women doesn't object for they'll say well when a woman is bad she is bad and is a disgrace to her sex there's the board before them when i runs on that line of patter and when i appeals to the lustration it seems to cooper the thing they must believe their eyes when there is a run on any particular subject there are occasionally jarrings i was informed by a board man between the artist and his street customers the standing patterers want something more original than their fellows especially if they are likely to work in the same locality while the artist prefers a faithful copy of what he has already executed the artist moreover and with all reasonableness will say why you must have the facts do you want me to make eliza chesney killing rush the matter is often compromised by some change being introduced and by the characters being differently dressed one man told me that in town and country he had seen mrs jermy shot in the following costumes in light green well-wit sky-blue satin crimson silk and white muslin it was the same with mrs manning for the last six or eight years i am told the artist in question has prepared all the boards in demand 
Previously, the standing patterers prepared their own boards, when they fancied themselves capable of such a reach of art, or had them done by some unemployed painter, whom they might fall in with at a lodging-house or elsewhere. This is rarely done now, I am told, not perhaps more than six times in a twelve-month, and when done it is most frequently practised of cock-boards, for, as was said to me, if a man thinks he's getting up a fakement likely to take, and wants a board to help him on with it, he'll try and keep it to himself, and come out with it quite fresh. The charge of the popular street artist for the painting of a board is three shillings or three shillings and sixpence, according to the simplicity or elaborateness of the details. The board itself is provided by the artist's employer. The demand for this peculiar branch of street art is very irregular, depending entirely upon whether anything be up or not that is, whether there has or has not been perpetrated any act of atrocity which has riveted, as it is called, the public attention. And so great is the uncertainty felt by the street folk, whether the most beautiful murder will take or not, that it is rarely the patterer will order or the artist will speculate, in anticipation of a demand, upon preparing the painting of any event, until satisfied that it has become popular a deed of more than usual daring deceit or mystery may be at once hailed by those connected with murder patter as one that will do and some speculation may be ventured upon as it was i am informed in the cases of toil rush and the mannings but these are merely exceptional thus if the artist have a dozen boards ordered for this ten days he may have two or one or none for the next ten so uncertain, it appears, is all that depends, without intrinsic merit, on mere popular applause. I am unable to give, owing to the want of account-books and so on, which I have so often had to refer as characteristic of street people, a precise account of the average number of boards thus prepared in a year. Perhaps it may be as close to the fact as possible to conclude that the artist in question who, unlike the majority of the street poets, is not a street seller, but works as a professional man for, but not in, the streets, realises on his boards a profit of seven shillings and sixpence weekly. The pictorial productions for street shows will be more appropriately described in the account of street performers and showmen. This artist, as I have shown concerning some of the street professors of the sister art of poesy, has the quality of knowing how to adapt his works exactly to the taste of his patrons, the sellers, and of their patrons, the buyers in the streets. Of the street sellers, of engravings, etc., in umbrellas, etc. The sale of prints, pictures, and engravings, I heard them designated by each term, in umbrellas in the streets, has been known, as far as I could learn from the street folk, for some fifteen years, and has been general from ten to twelve years. In this traffic the umbrella is inverted, and the stock is disposed within its expanse. Sometimes narrow tapes are attached from rib to rib of the umbrella, and within these tapes are placed the pictures, one resting upon another. Sometimes a few pins are used to attach the larger prints to the cotton of the umbrella, the smaller ones being fitted in at the side of the bigger. "'Pins is best, sir, in my opinion,' said a little old man who used to have a print umbrella in the new cut, 
for the public has a more unbroken a display i use wery fine pins though they're dearer for people as has a penny to spare likes to see things nice and big pins makes big holes in the pictures this trade is most pursued on still summer evenings and the use of an inverted umbrella seems so far appropriate that it can only be so used in the street in dry weather i used to keep a sharp lookout sir said the same informant for wind or rain and many's the time them devils are boys god forgive me they's only poor children but they is devils has come up to me and has said one in particular standing afore the rest it'll thunder in five minutes old bloke so hup with your humbarella and go home hup with it just as it is it'll show stunning and sell as you goes oh they're a shocking torment sir nobody can feel it like people in the streets shocking the engravings thus sold are of all descriptions some have evidently been the frontispieces of sixpenny or lower priced works these works sometimes fall into hands of the waste collectors and any illustrations are extracted from the letterpress and are disposed of by the collectors by the gross or dozen to those warehousemen who supply the small shopkeepers and the street sellers sometimes i was informed a number of engravings which had for a while appeared as frontispieces were issued for sale separately many of these were and are found in the street umbrellas more especially the portraits of popular actors and actresses mr j p kemble as hamlet mr fawcett as captain cop mr young as iago mr liston as paul pry mrs siddons as lady macbeth miss o'neill as belvidera and so on and so on in the course of an inquiry into the subject nearly a year and a half ago i learned from one umbrella man that six or seven years previously he used to sell more portraits of mr edmund keen as richard the third than of anything else engravings too which had first been admired in the annuals when half a guinea was the price of the literary souvenir the forget-me-not friendship's offering the bijou and so on and so on are frequently found in these umbrellas and amongst them are not unfrequently seen portraits of the aristocratic beauties of the day from waste flowers of loveliness and old court magazines which go off very fair the majority of these street sold engravings are coloured in which state the street sellers prefer them thinking them much more saleable though the information i received hardly bears out their opinion the following statement from a middle-aged woman further shows the nature of the trade and the class of customers i've sat with an umbrella she said these seven or eight years i suppose it is my husband's a penny lot seller with just a middling pitch note the vendor of a number of articles sold at a penny a lot end note and in the summer i do a little in engravings when i'm not minding my husband's lots for he has sometimes a day and oftener a night with portering and packing for a tradesman that's known him long well sir i think i sell most coloured master tom's wasn't bad last summer master tom's was pictures of cats sir you must have seen them and i had them different colours if a child looks on with its father very likely it'll want pussy and if the child cries for it it's almost a sure sale and more i think indeed i'm sure with men than with women 
women knows the value of money better than men for men never understand what housekeeping is i have no children thank god or they might be pinched poor things miss kitty's was the same sale tom's is he's and kitty's is she cats i've sometimes sold to poor women who was tiresome they must have just what would fit over their mantelpieces that was papered with pictures Note, my readers may remember that some of the descriptions i have given long previous to the present inquiry of the rooms of the poor fully bear out this statement End note. i seldom venture on anything above a penny i mean to sell at a penny i've had toms and kitties at tuppence though fashions isn't worth umbrella room the poorest needlewoman won't be satisfied with them from an umbrella queens and alberts and waleses and the other children isn't nearly as good as they was there's so many fine portraits of her majesty or the others given away with the first number of this or of that that people's overstocked if a working man can buy a newspaper or a number why of course he may as well have a picture with it they gave away glasses of gin at the opening of that baker's shop there and it's the same doctrine note the word she used end note i never offer penny theatres or comic exhibitions or anything big they spoils the look of the umbrella and makes better things look mean i sell only to working people i think seldom to boys and seldomer to girls seldom to servant maids and hardly ever to women of the town i have taken sixpence from one of them though i think boys buy pictures for picture books i never had what i suppose was old pictures to a few old people i've known children sell fairly when they're made plump and red-cheeked and curly-haired they sees a resemblance of their grandchildren perhaps and buys young married people does so too but not so oft i think i don't remember that ever i have made more than one shilling and tenpence on an evening i don't sell or very seldom indeed at other times and only in summer and when it's fine if i clear five shillings i count that a good week it's a great help to the lot selling i seldom clear so much oftener four shillings the principal sale of these pictures in the streets is from umbrellas occasionally a street stationer or even a miscellaneous lot seller when he has met with a cheap lot especially of portraits of ladies will display a collection of prints pyramidally arranged on his stall but these are exceptions sometimes too an umbrella print seller will have a few pictures in frames on a sort of stand alongside the umbrella the pictures for the umbrellas are bought at the warehouse or the swag shops of which i have before spoken at these establishments prints are commonly supplied from threepence to five shillings the dozen the street sellers buy at fivepence and sixpence the dozen to sell at a penny apiece and at threepence to sell at a halfpenny none of the pictures thus sold are prepared expressly for the streets in so desultory and as one intelligent street seller with whom i conversed on the subject described it so weathery a trade it is difficult to arrive at exact statistics from the best data at my command it may be computed that for twelve weeks of the year there are thirty umbrella print sellers all exceptional traders therein included each clearing six shillings weekly and taking twelve shillings thus it appears that two hundred and sixteen pounds is yearly expended in the streets in this purchase many of the sellers are old or infirm 
one who was among the most prosperous before the changes in the streets of lambeth was dwarfish and was delighted to be thought a character of the street sellers of pictures in frames from about eighteen ten or somewhat earlier down to eighteen thirty or somewhat later the street sale of pictures in frames was almost entirely in the hands of the jews the subjects were then nearly all scriptural the offering up of isaac jacob's dream the crossing of the red sea the death of sisera and the killing of goliath from the sling of the youthful david but the jew traders did not at all account it necessary to confine the subjects of their pictures to the records of the old their best trade was in the illustrations of the new testament perhaps the stoning of st stephen was their most saleable picture in a frame there were also the nativity the slaying of the children by order of herod note with the quotation of st matthew chapter two verse seventeen then was fulfilled that which was spoken by jeremy the prophet end note the sermon on the mount the beheading of john the baptist the entry of christ into jerusalem the raising of lazarus the betrayal on the part of judas the crucifixion and the conversion of st paul there were others but these were the principal subjects all these pictures were colored and very deeply colored st stephen was stoned in the lightest of sky-blue short mantles the pictures were sold in the streets of london mostly in the way of hawking but ten times as extensively i am told in the country as in town indeed at the present time many a secluded village alehouse has its parlour walls decorated with these scriptural illustrations which seem to have superseded the pictures placed for ornament and use the twelve good rules the royal game of goose mentioned by goldsmith as characteristic of a village inn these jew pictures are now yielding to others most of these articles were varnished and two shillings or two shillings and sixpence each was frequently the price asked one shilling and sixpence being taken if no better could be done and sometimes one shilling a smaller amount per single picture was always taken if a set were purchased these productions were prepared principally for street sale and for hawkers the frames were narrower and meaner looking than in the present street pictures of the kind they were stained like the present frames in imitation of maple but far less skilfully sometimes they were a black japan sometimes a sorry imitation of mahogany in the excitement of the reform bill era the street pictures in frames most in demand were earl grey earl spencer's or lord althorpe lord brougham's and lord john russell's o'connell's also sold well as did william the fourth queen adelaide i was told went off middling not much more than half as good as william towards the close of king william's life the portraits of the princess victoria of kent were of good sale in the streets and her royal highness was certainly represented as a young lady of undue plumpness and had hardly justice done to her portraiture the duchess of kent also i was informed sold fairish in the streets in a little time the picture in a frame of the princess victoria of kent with merely an alteration in the title became available as queen victoria the first of great britain and ireland since that period there have been the princes and princesses 
her majesty's offspring who present a strong family resemblance the street pictures so to speak are not unfrequently of a religious character pictures of the virgin and child of the saviour seated at the last supper of the crucifixion or of the different saints generally coloured the principal purchasers of these religious pictures are the poorer irish i remember seeing in the course of an inquiry among street performers last summer the entire wall of a poor street dancer's one room except merely the space occupied by the fireplace covered with small colored pictures in frames the whole of which the proprietor told me with some pride he had picked up in the streets according as he could spare a few pence among them were a crucifix of bone and a few medallions of a religious character in plaster or wax this man was of italian extraction but i have seen the same thing in the rooms of the roman catholic irish though never to the same extent the general subjects now most in demand for street sale are lola montes louis philippe and his queen the sailor's return the soldier's return and the parting of the same individuals smugglers in different situations poachers also turpin's ride to york the diverse feats attributed to jack shepherd but less popular than turpin's ride courtship marriage the one a couple caressing and the other bickering father matthew in very black large boots napoleon bonaparte crossing the alps and his farewell to his troops at fontainebleau scenes of piracy none of these subjects are modern lola montes a bold-faced woman in a riding habit being the newest why said one man familiar with the trade there hasn't been no louis napoleon in a frame picture for the streets nor cobden's nor fergus o'connor's nor sir john franklin's what is wanted for us is something exciting the prices of frame pictures as i sometimes heard them called made expressly for street sale vary from one penny to one shilling a pair the one penny a pair are about six inches by four very rude and on thin paper and with frames made of lathwood stained but put together very compactly the cheaper sorts are of prints bought at the swag shops or of waste dealers sometimes roughly coloured and sometimes plain the greatest sale is of those charged from twopence to fourpence the pair some of the higher priced pictures are painted purposely for the streets but are always copies of some popular engraving and their sale is not a twentieth of the others these frame pictures were and are generally got up by a family the girls taking the management of the paperwork the boys of the wood the parents have many of them been paper stainers this division of labour is one reason of the exceeding cheapness of this street branch of the fine arts these working artists or whatever they are to be called also prepare and frame for street sale the plates given away in the first instance with a number of a newspaper or a periodical and afterwards to be had for next to nothing the prevalence of such engravings has tended greatly to diminish the sale of the pictures prepared expressly for the streets ten years ago this trade was ten times greater than it is now the principal sale still is and always was at the street markets on saturday evenings they are sold piled on a small stall or carried under the arm to sell ten shillings worth on a saturday night is an extraordinary sale 
and two shillings and sixpence is a bad one, and the frame picturer must have middling patter to set them off at all. Tuppence a pair, he'll say, only tuppence a pair, who'll be without an ornament to his dwelling. There are now about fifty persons engaged in this sale on a Saturday night, of whom the majority are the artists or preparers of the pictures. On a Monday evening there are about twenty sellers, and not half that number on other evenings, but some take a round in the suburbs. If these people take ten shillings weekly for frame pictures the year through, one thousand and forty pounds is yearly expended in this way. I estimate the average number at twenty daily. Their profits are about cent per cent. Boys and working people buy the most. The trade is often promoted by a raffle at a public house. Many mechanics, I was told, now frame their own pictures. Of the street sellers of manuscript and other music. This trade used to be more extensively carried on in the streets than it is at present. The reasons I heard assigned for the decadence were the greater cheapness of musical productions generally, and the present fondness for lithographic embellishments to every polka, waltz, quadrille, ballad, and so on and so on. People now hate, I do believe, a bare music sheet, one street seller remarked. The street manuscript music trade was certainly and principally piratical. An air became popular, perhaps, on a sudden, as it was pointed out to me in the case of Jump Jim Crow. At a musical publisher's, such an affair in the first bloom of its popularity would have been charged from two shillings to three shillings and sixpence twenty-five years ago, and the street seller at that time, often also a bookstall keeper, would employ or buy of those who offered them for sale, and who copied them for the purpose, a manuscript of the demanded music, which he could sell cheap in comparison. A man who, until the changes of which I have before spoken, kept a second-hand bookstall in a sort of arched passage in the new cut, Lambeth, sold manuscript music, and was often sadly bothered, he said, at one time, by the musical propensities of a man who looked like a journeyman tailor. This man, whenever he had laid out a trifle at the bookstall, looked over the music, and often pulled a small flute from his pocket, and began to play a few bars from one of the manuscripts, and this he continued doing, to the displeasure of the stallkeeper, until a crowd began to assemble, thinking perhaps that the flute-player was a street musician. He was then obliged to desist. Of the kind of music he sold, or of its mode of production, this street bookseller knew nothing. He purchased it of a man who carried it to his stall and as he found it sell tolerably well, he gave himself no further trouble concerning it. The supplier of the manuscript penciled on each sheet the price it was to be offered at, allowing the stallkeeper from fifty to a hundred and fifty per cent profit, if the price marked was obtained. "'I haven't seen anything of him, sir,' said the street bookseller, "'for a long while. I dare say he was some poor musicianer or singer, or a reduced gentleman, perhaps, for he always came after dusk, or else on bad dark days. Although but partially connected with street art, I may mention, as a sample of the music sometimes offered in street sale, that a bookstall keeper three weeks ago showed me a pile of music which he had purchased from a waste collector about eight months before, at twopence halfpenny the pound. 
Among this was some manuscript music, which I specify below, and which the bookstall-keeper was confident, on very insufficient grounds, I think, had been done for street sale. The music had, as regards three-fourths of it, evidently been bound, and had been torn from the boards of the book, as only the paper portion is purchased for waste. Some, however, were loose sheets, which had evidently never been subjected to the process of stitching. I now cite some of the titles of this street sale. Le Petit Tambour, Sujet d'un grand rondeau pour le pianoforte, composé par L. Zerbini, manuscript. Di Tonti Palpiti, the celebrated cavatina by Rossini, and so on. Twenty short lessons or preludes in the most convenient keys for the harp, composed and respectfully dedicated to Lady Anne Collins by John Baptist Mayer, price five shillings. Un Cota Cool, given in the ancient Irish character, The Slender Coat, manuscript. Chylen Bio Chruite Namu, also in Irish, The Pretty Girl Milking the Cow, manuscript. There are now no persons regularly employed in preparing manuscript music for the streets, but occasionally a person skilled in music writing will, when he or she, I was told, had nothing better in hand, do a little for the street sale, disposing of the manuscripts to any street stationer or bookseller. If four persons are this way employed, receiving four shillings a week each the year through, which I am assured is the extent, we find upwards of forty pounds thus earned, and about twice that sum taken by the street retailers. End of section 51